We're here in Cedar Rapids. What part of Cedar Rapids are we in? Southwest. Southwest Cedar Rapids. And what is uh, Southwest Cedar Rapids uh, best known for? Sweet Corn Festival. The sweet, oh, the Sweet Corn yeah, Festival. Yeah, St. Jude's Sweet Corn Festival. Every year? Mm-hmm. And is that, that like at harvest time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and every September, what, every August. And what August. do they do with the sweet corn? We eat the sweet corn. We just eat it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. They have a carnival, and they serve sweet corn. Well, and there's beer. Not, like floats made of sweet corn that parade down the street or anything like that. No, no. Um, this is my podcast. It's called Rumble, and I'm Michael Moore. And um, we're here... Uh, because we've been uh, talking to, you've, you've probably read about the Bernie bros, you know, the, 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 the at least the internet uh, or Twitter, uh, the media uh, tells us that uh, Bernie um, is uh, basically the base of his support are these guys. But in my travels across the country, I just haven't found that to be true. And in fact, it's, it seems to, it seems to be majority or slightly majority uh, women. So I thought, when we were here in Cedar Rapids today, we would just randomly walk up to people here who were not men and ask you, you know, who you were supporting in the caucus here in Iowa for um, president. And uh, you each said that you were uh, supporting Bernie Sanders. So um, I thought maybe, you know, we gave you each a microphone and maybe you could uh, tell us a little bit about why you are supporting uh, Bernie Sanders. Do you want to start, Hannah? Or? Sure. Okay. Um, I first heard about Bernie Sanders in the 2016 elections, and I, I, it was only until um, that election ended that I finally found that Bernie was who I was really looking for in a president. Um, I, when I heard of all of his policies and everything he's done in the past and now, I really agreed with all of it. And I think the one thing that struck me was how working class he was, because I had never seen a president. Um, that was so like working class and for the people than I had with Bernie. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what drew me towards him in the first place. Right. And is that, is that because that's the life you've had or is that, uh, your parents are uh, from the working class? Or? Yeah, they're definitely lower middle class, um, at best. So that's yeah. kind of why I was really drawn to him. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, what about you, Gabrielle? Um, a lot, it's pretty similar. Um, you mentioned that a lot of the, stereotyped base of Bernie is a lot yes. of these guys, very online guys on Twitter. And yeah. I'm maybe the flip of that. I'm very online all the time <laughs> and have gotten a lot of people assuming I'm a guy because I'm somebody online supporting Bernie and a lot of accusations of, I'm not a fan of Warren in particular. And I get a lot of accusations of, well, that's misogynistic of you. And I say, well, no, actually <laughs> I'm a woman. Yeah. So that's a little kind of hard for you to, Hate yourself, I guess, right? (laughs) I guess you could, but... Yeah, I also started supporting Bernie right uh, right out of 16. Um, I was still senior in high school at the time. I was 17, and my first caucus was caucusing for Bernie. As a Mm 17-year-old? Because you were going to be 18 by the time of the general Mm -hmm. election. That's very cool. Right before. I was 18 in August, just a couple months before the election. Wow. And when I was your age, believe me, we would never vote for somebody our parents' age, but, but but I just keep I keep saying everybody, how is it that the youngest voters are for the oldest candidate? And it's just it's it's just been really interesting to to watch. So I have no idea what you're going to say, but I just I'd love to hear as first a 17 year old, and now you're almost you're going to be 21. I am 21. You are 21 mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I grew up pretty. Pretty poor. I'm not going to lie to you. My mom dropped out of high school uh, pretty soon before she had me, and we grew up 
In a lot of not great areas around the U.S., I've moved around a lot, and I've seen how bad it can get for people who are on the poorer end of working class, and right. I've experienced that too. How bad can it get? <laughs> uh, making a box of Kraft mac and cheese last week, having it be a treat when you can get like a package of hot dogs to put in there. I know it can get a lot worse, but that's what it was like for me growing up. <laughs> making a box of mac and cheese last an entire week. Mm-hmm. Is that even possible? <laughs> yes. How do you do it? Um, well, I was three, so. <laughs> oh, so you yeah. did take down the recipe at that time. Mm -hmm. But but a good day was when you could chop up some bits of a hot dog. Yep, and throw it in there. And your mom could throw it in the in mm -hmm. the mac and cheese. Yeah, for a while we piggybacked off of a couple of our friends living in dorms mm -hmm. <laughs> in college. Mm -hmm. Right. So so your mom was a single mom, mm -hmm. basically. And and um, how old was she when when she had you? She was 19, turning 20. 19. So, and so as you grew older, as you became six or seven or eight, uh, did things get any better or did yeah, it? Yeah, my mom is an incredibly driven, hard worker, and she didn't get pretty lucky. She's doing really, really well for herself now. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Mm -hmm. But so your being drawn to Bernie came out of that same sort of sense of, yeah. He understood. Mm -hmm. Nobody else really knows how to appeal to the working class like he does. Um, right. It can feel really, out of other candidates, Hillary in particular, <laughs> it can feel really pandery. Mm -hmm. Pandering to you. Mm -hmm. So you know so you know Bernie's story when, when he was your age and younger, um, how hard it was for him. And so for that reason, and so you're for him again this year. Of, of course. Haven't you heard he's too old? <laughs> I don't personally believe that's true. If he can get out and he can keep campaigning and going to rallies, then I don't think he's too old. Well, Hannah, you're how old are you? I'm 18. You're 18. Mm -hmm. So um, you're not sitting around thinking, I don't want to listen to this old guy or whatever. Uh, no, not really, because I just agree with him on so many topics and I just really like him, you know, as a presidential candidate. Yeah. Wow. Um, Amy. Yes. And you're 18 or 19 or, or... Or 50. No way. Are you really 50? I turned 50 on Monday. <laughs> oh, so. wow. This Monday? This well, last Monday, Happy yeah. birthday. Thank you. Right. And, and was it like a happy occasion or... It's a great occasion. Yeah. It's much better than being born in 1970 and not turning 50. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, well, what's your situation? Are, 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 I'm assuming you're sitting at this table because you're for Bernie too. I am. I am my precinct captain for Bernie. Oh, you are. Oh, yes. wow. And yeah. why is that? Why? Why Bernie for you? I've followed Bernie for a long time. Um, I was aware of him well before 2016. I caucused for him for in 2016, and this time I decided to get a little more involved. Mm -hmm. um, I like that he's for civil rights for everybody, not not just women, not just. Mm -hmm. certain groups he, he wants the same thing ever equal rights for everybody right right yeah i love this his concept of that there should be a seat at the table for everyone mm -hmm. nobody should be left off that table you don't hear this a lot from the progressive side i think the conservatives really think they have a lock on religious people but i'm not religious but i was raised in the church mm -hmm. i was raised methodist mm -hmm. and when i look at Bernie's policies as opposed to GOP policies. If you're going to follow Christ, mm. you can't be a Trumper. Right. I think 
uh, Jesus actually spoke about Trump uh, in, in one of his <laughs> <Yes>. speeches uh, <laughs> when he said that the rich man will, I'm not, if I'm going to get this straight, correct me if I have this wrong, the rich man will have a harder time getting into heaven than a camel will have getting through the eye of a needle. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how unwelcoming heaven is to those who spent their lives just being rich and not doing anything for anybody. Yes, and I did probably have a more privileged upbringing. Um, my dad taught medical school. My mom is a retired nurse. Um, they moved to the UK in the early 90s when my dad took a teaching job over there. And my mom worked also when they were there. Mm. Um, Mom's still there. She's not coming back because of the health care. The health care is so much better. Um, Yeah, they've seen it for... Where's this at? She's in a teany tiny town called Port William, Scotland on the Mm. West Coast. Mm. But she's got that UK health care system going for her. Yeah, yeah, she does. Um, when When my dad got sick, he died of cancer in 2011. We sent his pathology reports down here to the University of Iowa. And the head oncologist there looked at him, gave him the same prognosis, treatment recommendations, but the difference was that they didn't pay anything out of pocket. My dad had house calls. We had a visiting nurse every day. Um, The nearest hospital to them was at least an hour, and an ambulance would come and pick him up and take him. And we didn't pay for that. It's because they have the NHS there. Because, yes, of course. <laughs> yes. yes. That's right. <laughs> really what it came down to was the difference in care was if my dad was in the States, my mom would be broke now paying for medical bills. Right. But instead, he was able to die in his own home, not in a hospital, um, a peaceful death, and my mom has no debt. Right. And that's huge. And she won't come back because she doesn't want to come back and have to pay for her insurance and not have the quality of care. How many years did she live in this country? She was born in 38, and they moved over in 92. Mm. That's kind of a sad story oh, yeah. that she couldn't. 60 years almost she here She chose in, to be in the US. an American. She chose to come here. No, they were Americans. They, oh, they were they Americans. Are Americans. Wait a minute. And so, moved to Scotland for a teaching job. But well, you're telling me that the British will pay their health care? Yes. As Americans? Yes. Because they're, because they're living there and teaching? Yes. And it's all free. They have resident status, and yes, it's free. Wow. <laughs> what is wrong with us? She also gets free bus transportation anywhere in the country because okay, of her age. So don't, don't make it worse. People are already <laughs> listening to this and feeling like, what the? Fu-? But know. also, with her being a nurse, my dad teaching medical school, Yeah. they've seen both systems from both sides. Right. And she's not coming back. Um, so okay, so I see what's drawn um, all of you here uh, to Bernie, not not just this year, but also in um, we so in so four years ago you were fourteen. Were you yeah. paying attention then to things or? Um, I definitely wasn't paying as much attention as I am right now. Yeah. I was just kind of like a kid, and I didn't even think I would go and uh, vote. But now I'm registered, and I'm planning on caucusing, and yeah. I'm really involved in it now. Oh, you are. Mm-hmm. You're excited about it. And yeah, looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. The so what is the Bernie bro thing? I've, I've just I don't think I've ever quite understood this of this, and it's meant as a slur. It's not as a, it's not a positive <laughs> thing. Like if somebody's your bro, you go you know you think oh you're my bro, but no, not that. That's not what they mean. They're what are the, what's the point they're trying to make of this kind of critique? And I especially get it from other Democrats, not from the right wing. I will say it's easy to characterize a supporting base in a way that's disingenuous if you're not a supporter of that uh, 
mm-hmm. that candidate, that particular candidate. So they go on the attack like this. I'd say they more frame themselves as being attacked by these Bernie bros. I see. So they see that they're the victims of the attack. Mm-hmm. And yet the reality is the three of you and the others that I meet here on the campaign trail, um, I don't meet them. For some reason, they don't even come out to these things. I don't even see the Bernie bros, <laughs> wherever wherever they are. And I've looked under every every rug and underneath cars and everything, and they, I don't know where they're hiding. But, um, I mean, you got, you you must have male friends. Mm-hmm. Um, what are they like? I mean, where are they at in this election year? I mean, most of my friends are Bernie supporters, and including the male ones. I'd say online it's easy to be toxic, incredibly easy. Mm. There's that level of an anonymity that allows people to be cruel. Right. Because they're not faced with the person they're being cruel to. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's uh, that's very true. What's, what's your view of this? I mean, uh, you have friends that are for Bernie and... Yeah, uh, most of my friend group actually is uh, leaning towards Bernie and or Warren, mm-hmm. uh, but for the most part, it's uh, more towards Sanders. Um, but for the guys that are in my friend group, they're not as political as the girls, which I find interesting interesting because of how this like whole Bernie bros thing is. But it's really the girls who are really invested in like the politics and in Sanders specifically. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that firsthand. Mm-hmm. So you're women, and you're there are still two women uh, in the race, uh, Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar, and and uh, why why are you? Come on, man! It's been like forty five presidents in a row that are men. It's time that a woman should be in the White House. Why are you not supporting uh, the women uh, that are running? Sorry to put you on the spot like that. <laughs> um, for me, I've never really looked at someone and said, oh, I have to vote for them because they're of the same gender as me. It's always been, what have they done in the past and what are they doing now and do I agree with it? And that's kind of what I've always thought. So even that question is pandering in that sense that anybody would ask you, why aren't you supporting a woman? Mm-hmm, yeah. Is 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 sort of um, looking down in a way uh, at you and just and trying to reduce you to a stereotype that they have of you because mm-hmm. you're a woman, then they should. But you agree with me, though. We need more women in office. We need, we need, so I want to see a woman in the White House in my lifetime. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it, it should not be something that's prohibitive. Um, Someday that'd be great. But right now, I agree with Bernie's stances on pretty much everything. And I think he's the one that's going to beat Trump. That's the thing. We have to remove Trump. Yes. Mm-hmm. Bernie can beat Trump. Why don't yes. people know that? Why isn't that again? I had this argument with someone this morning. That <laughs> what, what was the argument? That she feels like he's not a Democrat and he needs to get out of the party. Um, I feel like the fact that he hasn't always been a Democrat will help bring over independent voters and Republicans who don't like Trump and would have voted him for him in 2016, but we're not going to vote for Hillary. Right. What are your what are your problems with Warren? What what do you disagree with? What um, I'd, li- I'd like to hear honestly. I'm not a huge fan of her dishonesty. <laughs> she has a track record of lying about certain things that'll make her seem more personable or more mm. electable, mm. and they just pan out to not being true. And that was a pattern that you know you don't have to hold back here. You can really uh, speak <laughs> your mind. Um, <laughs> I have no trouble speaking my mind. That's why I'm on Twitter so much. Um, <laughs> but what, when you, what do you mean by the lying? Um, um, in particular, what really bothered me, um, 
I have native ancestry. Um, you're going to find a really, really hard time finding somebody in America who doesn't. And the fact that she's touting that as somehow making her a minority in any way or trying to appeal to that to that voting base without even giving any thought to the culture that she's claiming to be a member of. It's it feels pandering. It feels dishonest. And it's just it really put me off her mm. when that got yeah. exposed as pretty much a lie. And it feels like she's taking away a voice and an opportunity with somebody who does have that cultural context that she does not possess and right. claims to. No, I know. And then I found out that she was a Republican until yeah. she was 47, which meant mm-hmm. she vote, voted for Nixon and mm-hmm. Reagan mm-hmm. and Bush. Yep. But at some point, when do you not turn your head anymore? When do you have to raise your head up and say, I'm sorry, I'm off this train. I can't, I can't support this. I mean, I don't, Hannah, I don't know. Help me out here. I'm just like, <laughs> what, do, what, what do I do? Well, when I first heard that Warren was going to run for president, I kind of put her in the back of my head as, oh, maybe this is someone I could vote for. I was kind of between her and Sanders. And I was just like, I'll just see what they do. And then I'll just, that will help me decide who I'm going to vote for. And um, like you guys were talking about, it was kind of the dishonesty and pandering that really just drew me away from her that made me just not want to support her anymore um and that's why i turned to sanders because it was between those two and because of her dishonesty and like background as being a republican and stuff that just turned me away but it's kind of sad don't you think in a way i mean it it uh yeah especially when you first heard of her running and you heard her speak and the things that she believed in yeah Right. It was. I really wanted a woman president, you know, because yes. we had had our first black president, and that was super exciting. And yeah. I was, I really wanted a woman president. But again, I don't make my judgments based solely off of gender; it's off of their policies and what they've done. Right. Yeah. And what Bernie will do for women. Yeah. Where are you at with this, Amy? I don't hate her. I agree with the points that you all have made, but I don't think she's the right person for the job right now. Um, mm. Yeah, we do need more diversity. But I think we need to look at the best person for each position. And in the past, we've only looked at the best white people for each position Mm. or the best men for each position. We just need to, you know, open our eyes and look at everybody. Right. And this time around, I think that's Bernie. What about Amy Klobuchar? Anybody here from, this is your senator from your neighboring state. Um, Well, she she, is named Amy. And she is named Amy. (laughs) Okay, there you go. Is it doing anything for you? No. You. I mean, as always, vote blue no matter who. Yes. But when we're coming up on caucus, it's always going to be Bernie. <laughs> yeah. You want to vote for the one who's most closely aligned with the things that you mm-hmm. believe in. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you answer people that, that, uh, that say, well, Bernie can't win? What, what's your answer to people when they say that? Have That's, you heard anybody say that? Of course. Yeah. But it's demonstrably false, isn't it? That's right. By the largest percentage of if it's Bernie or Trump. Mm-hmm. I'll just I'll try it one more time. Amy Klobuchar, Amy, Amy Klo- Bueller, Bueller, <laughs> Amy Klobuchar. I'll vote for her if she gets the nomination, but yeah. that's not yeah. what I'm caucusing yeah. for. You're with it mm-hmm. too, Anna. Yeah, we're all down with that. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Um, and and then if she wins, we'll just we'll help her, right? We'll mm-hmm. uh, try to you know if she sees a movement of people in the in the direction in the Bernie. Look how much Bernie already just being in the in the contest has done. They all veer somewhere toward him 
they mm-hmm. shift toward, they lean toward Bernie. Mm-hmm. They don't lean toward the conservative Democrats. They go this way. Mm-hmm. So No, we <clears> saw in 2016 that the electorate wanted change. Hillary was not change. No. Yeah. And we sure got change. Yeah. Um, that's real. Any other final words of advice to people who are listening to this? Especially, especially to you know, women who are on the fence, who want that first woman president. When the right woman comes along at the right time, I'm, I'm all for that. And it will happen. It will happen, yeah. But right now, I think Bernie's the one. He's the one that can do it. Gabriel? Yeah, um, what I see more than anything are people disenfranchised, especially by the result of the last election. Um, and the Electoral College swinging against the popular vote. A lot of people just thinking, well, my vote doesn't mean anything. And with this one, it really, really could. So getting out there is more important than anything. What are you going to be doing between now and Monday to get people out there? Like I said, I am on Twitter a lot. And I have been actually looking to volunteer for uh, the Bernie campaign. Oh, and good. I've been in talks with them to volunteer. Oh, great. That's mm-hmm. that's really good. I think I, if I remember, you text to... Uh, six seven seven six zero. Oh. Uh, you text Bernie uh, to that, and um, you can they'll steer you in the right direction to help volunteer or whatever. Hannah, I keep on going back to this. I think it was a tweet I saw, um, and I can't remember exactly what it said, but it said something along the lines of, "You are much closer to being homeless and under the poverty line than you are to being a millionaire or even billionaire," and that's kind of. What I keep going back to is that vote for someone that's really going to help those people because you're much more closer to them than the top 1%. And that person is Bernie. He's going to help the other 99%. I believe that too, very much so. Um, well, I <clears throat> really uh, would like to thank my, uh, my three uh, Bernie bros uh, here. And thank you, uh, Amy and Gabriel and Hannah uh, here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, for um, explaining the uh, Bernie bro phenomena that seems to be mostly women. And uh, <laughs> and uh, this is Michael Moore. Uh, you're listening uh, to Rumble. What's our next city? We're, we're going to go to Iowa City after this. And uh, I'll see what the Bernie bro situation there is. It's more of a college town. Maybe it'll grow up a little bit more uh, than, than maybe not, right? We'll see. But uh, thank you for being part of this. Thank you.